0: What's up, EO Hackers? Welcome to the C.S. Joseph Podcast. I'm your host, C.S. Joseph. And today we're gonna be uh, doing an acolyte question. Today's question is, what does a relationship between an ESFJ and an ENTP look like? Short answer, absolute hell. Long answer, Let's, let's explain why. So, conflict types. These two types are conflict types. Conflict types are a big issue. They are the extroverted or the introverted variants of each other within uh, their quadra, basically. It's how you identify a conflict type. So conflict types basically are naturally competitive with each other, very competitive. The Reason why is it because both of these types have all of the same cognitive functions in their top four slots meaning they have the same cognitive functions within the context of their ego, basically. Which is really frustrating. Both these types are seeking to be desired by others. Both these types are seeking comfort. Both of these types are trying to get listened to. And both these types are trying to be the highest priority to other people. If you put both of them in a relationship, they're looking to the other person to fulfill these psychological needs. And that could be a problem because this ends up creating some severe issues. And one of the issues and how those issues are created is through a process known as soft locking. Soft locking is a psychological uh, component basically. What happens is, is that when your functions are interacting with another person, basically, when they're interacting with another person, your mind will soft lock them and their mind will soft lock you into one of the four sides of your mind. Four sides, your mind being ego, subconscious, unconscious, and superego. So that sucks. Why? Well, think about it this way. Extroverted feeling hero is looking for its counterpart introverted feeling. So that's an ESFJ, but where is it going to find introverted feeling within the confines of an ENTP? And that ENTP is going to be, it's its going to have to go to its INTJ shadow, which is introverted feeling trickster, right? Same thing goes with extroverted intuition hero, trying to find introverted intuition within the confines of the unconscious of the ESFJ, right? The unconscious. What happens here is that Expert intuition here is gonna to try to find introvert intuition trickster. Now, remember, these are both optimistic functions. So when you have a function that's looking for its counterpart, it can only find a counterpart that has the same type of frequency, being optimism or pessimism, right? Pessimistic slots naturally are parent and inferior, optimistic and then also uh, critic and demon. Optimistic slots are hero, child, nemesis, and trickster. So all these functions are matching up together, basically. So those functions, which is pretty awesome that that's happening and that's going on. Well, both these types, just on their hero functions alone are soft-locking each other into each other's unconscious. Basically, they're walking around, they're interacting with one another, and they're basically telling the other person, it's like, hey, Your ego doesn't matter. I'd rather you be your unconscious when you're around me. What this happens is that, this happens consistently with these two types. They end up in a situation where they're constantly putting each other into other sides of the mind that are not their ego. Or look at uh, introverted sensing parent, right? Same thing, soft locking in the unconscious for the uh, extroverted sensing demon of the ENTP. Right? It's just over and over and over that this keeps happening, over and over, right? So you go down the entire function stack, you try to find their counterparts. You will notice that they will just put each other into each other's shadow. And what this ends up doing is creating feelings of unacceptedness basically in these two types, where they just don't accept each other. And it's because they are competing for the same things, right? They both have SI, pessimistic. They both have extroverted feeling, optimistic. They both have introverted thinking, pessimistic. And they both have extroverted intuition, optimistic. But still, when their functions are looking for their counterparts, they're sloth-locking each other into each other's shadows. And this can be a big problem over time because what this does is it starts to rewrite the neural pathways inside of the brain and basically creates, you know, especially if this is like something that happened in childhood, this basically creates a situation, a big situation where it's like, hey, you're not good enough as you are, so you have to be this other person. It creates unconscious development, basically. Unconscious development through prolonged exposure of these two types with one another. That is what that is basically happening over and over and over. It's really lame. I had a huge sibling rivalry, still do to a point, with my ESFJ sister. She's constantly trying so hard to find validation with her extroverted feeling hero, but often does not get it in our immediate family. My ex-red feeling child is also the same. Going for it consistently, trying to get it from any person that we were near or a part of or that we knew basically. Happened so many times over and over and over. And it was not, it was not a good experience. It's a point where she actually still hates my guts to this day When, if only she knew it was just nothing more than a personality uh, conflict, because our functions are basically competing with each other for the same thing. There's no higher level of competition for functions than in a conflict type, there just isn't. And that's why conflict types typically just hate each other or become rivals in some capacity, which is really sad if you think about it very sad and to be honest i do regret a lot of what's happened you know in my childhood between my relationship with my sister but none of it could be helped especially since in my immediate family there is not a single source of introverted feeling and i think this is one of the reasons why i often feel safer in relationships with, uh, you know, for example, women who are T-I-F-E users instead of F-I-T-E users. I will admit that I often feel way more comfortable with Templar types than I do Wayfarers. Wayfarer relationships have always just blown up in my face or I've just not been able to cope my way through it properly. And it's not like an intention, you know, it's not like it's just something that I've noticed that has happened. And it's something I like work really hard to shake all the time, but doesn't really do well. I really struggle with connecting with wayfarers in a big way, a very big way. But I don't give up, I don't give up. But at the same time, it's still, it's still really problematic, ultimately. So yeah. Conflict types, conflict types end up becoming these problems, so. Anyway, I think I've hammered this question, uh, hammered it home pretty well. So anyway, folks, thanks for watching and listening. Like and subscribe and I'll see you guys on the next episode.